0: The Stop Hating Yourself podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended to take the place of professional treatment. If you're in need, please seek help. If you're in immediate danger, please press pause and dial 911. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Just hating ourselves a little less.
0: (laughs) So did, did you um see the original Shining? Uh, or have you seen it recently?
1: Not recently, but the Doctor Sniff, Doctor Doctor
0: Sleep. Sleep, Did you see the remake, of the Shining movie with the guy from no. um, with the guy from uh, from Wings?
1: Tim Daly, Stephen Weber, um, Tony Shalhoub. I don't remember which no.
0: one. Um. Anyway.
1: Nope, you didn't see it? Uh, no. Okay. But I think I heard that it was supposed to be closer to the book.
0: It was definitely longer because it was like a miniseries on TV. Than, than kind of like the Kubrick's version. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, early reviews seem to think that Dr. Sleep
1: is uh, pretty good, including Stephen King himself. Mm. Yeah. I do remember seeing a trailer some time ago and thinking that it looked pretty interesting.
0: Recorded live from the Sad Pad. this is the Stop Hitting Yourself Podcast. The self-help podcast where
1: we help ourselves while entertaining you. I'm Carl Bad Batch Case
0: alongside...
1: Catfish. Sad Yeah. That was the worst intro we've ever done. <laughs> I don't know. The worst <laughs> casual intro. It was like a real conversation. If, yeah, that's why it was the worst. <laughs> There's n- nothing extraordinary about it. Just huh. two dudes talking about The Shining yep very cash,
0: yeah very cash, yeah it's great,
1: <laughs> nothing funny that way we get kind of the willies out before we get into the serious stuff um, see what I'm doing there,
0: okay, so now that we got the uh now we got the informal like hey
1: how you been how's the weather you right.
0: know? You, it's, how's your how's your uh, how's your thigh bone how
1: my you... thigh bone it's in the thigh still yeah, that's it's cool. where I like to keep it all right, so now, uh-huh
0: how you been, man? now we can get real, wow. <sighs> Carl? Yes, Catfish.
1: This isn't something I like to talk about Fine. publicly. Okay. Because I don't like to draw attention to what it means. Okay. Although I guess I do talk about it sometimes on the podcast. Anyway, I have decided to forego and I'm hoping I remember the correct meaning of that word, uh, forgo carbohydrates. Oh, yes.
0: You're doing the uh, low carb, slow carb, no carb, right? All right. Yes. Uh, how's it? How's how you feel? How long you been doing it? How you feeling?
1: Uh, I guess it's been. I don't exactly know because I didn't. I. I'm so bad at this stuff, like, I didn't mark it down, like, mm-hmm. when I started, and mm-hmm. I didn't weigh myself and all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'd say, like, two, three weeks, something like that. So you're, like, saving up money up so you can just eat
0: steak for every meal? Yes, just steak. Nice. That's right. what done. Yeah. Treat yourself. Yeah. So, uh, so you've decided to, is this, like, you just decided, I want to be healthier?
1: Uh, I think there's an element of that... To be honest, uh, hearing that my uh, ass is what bent my rear axle, that ah, didn't help. No, uh, There's, yeah, there's several factors. Um, but I think that since we've kind of started talking about and exploring mindfulness, mm-hmm. that... Maybe I might have more success On this attempt Yeah Possibly Okay I I have done this before Yeah Um, A while ago Yeah Like Like 11 years ago I Oh think. really? 10 or 11 years ago Like the original Atkins era? Yeah before people started saying ketogenic Yeah Um which I'm still whatever, yeah. Uh, and I had, I had some success. I did lose uh, a, some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, still didn't like myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, didn't have the outcome I was hoping it would have. Yeah. Um, which was that my uh, significant uh, the other, significant other at the time, would find me attractive. <laughs> Maybe they did
0: find you attractive, and you didn't need to lose weight.
1: Uh, Well, I mean, it. what it turned out to be was they were as unattracted to me as they previously were, I guess. Regardless just, of like, your weight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she just, you know, stopped liking me. So... All right. So, it was, yeah, mixed back. And then I stopped, and just constantly downhill since then yeah that's been my life (laughs) what about you carl what have you been up to
0: uh well um i am finally recovered from my uh injury i don't have to wear my brace all the time i can stop going to to the physical therapist so
1: um you're you stop doing those things yeah uh should you have
0: i mean i got i mean the Swelling in my wrist finally went down, okay. and uh, the uh, pain fr- uh, in certain situations that it would happen before has gotten a lot better. Uh-huh. And I've got a set of exercises now or stretches that might help a little bit. Though hand exercise, they generally say that you shouldn't do exercises if you're dealing with overuse issues. Yeah, It's more about appropriately resting. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've still got the brace in case, you know... It starts to act up or do something stupid. I can put it back on and and sleep uh, in it in case, you know, I don't tweak it by rolling over weird. But I'm feeling better about that, I guess. Uh, Annoyed that something that, according to the first urgent care doc said, should take a week to get better took five. But what do you know? Yeah. If you didn't actually stop using it, what'd they say? Four to six weeks. Mm. What do you know? Five, that's how about right in the that? middle. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Things I did while I was injured. Uh, rode my bike. Uh, installed a garage door. Ripped out a porch. Uh, installed a, a, a dining room chandelier. Um, moved major pieces of furniture. So, obviously...
1: Went to a rage room.
0: Yep, yeah, went to a rage room. Um, covered packaging on the floor at the brewery for two weeks while i had employees on vacation and injured so yeah there you go fucking idiot if i will not i will not retain this experience but at least it'll be recorded that hey guess what yeah so um i'm not mad at myself for that
1: wow um
0: i'm mad that it happened in the first place Because that's total BS uh, I'm So yeah, I'm mad at myself for injuring myself I'm not mad at myself for extending my recovery time <laughs> Does that make sense?
1: Uh, makes as much sense as anything on this podcast does Yeah, that, there you go So that's that's kind of where I'm at oh, Okay, well, sounds like we're both in places Yeah uh, Yep Good luck with a carb
0: thing with the old uh, turkey day En route. Oh, by the way, right?
1: Do you take what? Do you do cheat days? Um, now this is this is something that I've thought about mm-hmm. because because I want this. I do want to make a change to the way I eat, okay. but that's something I've been thinking about for a while. Yeah, like. Oh man, I gotta get I gotta get more uh vegetables yeah. in me. Yeah. So I think that's been a byproduct of this is eating more well, basically broccoli. Eating a shit ton of broccoli. Eating a shit ton of broccoli. <laughs> broccoli and kale. Broccoli, cauliflower. You know, they make the craziest things out of cauliflower these days. Yeah, pizza crust. Right. But you have to watch out because they're still using, like, other flowers to, <laughs> to hold it together. And in that case, you're like, well, what the fuck are we doing this for? Marketing? I guess. Um, so I'm hoping there will be some changes that, uh, that continue on throughout. Uh, I don't, I don't want to see a life for myself where I'm like, no, I can never have a french fry again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as cheat days, I don't want to put too much thought into that now. Smart. uh, Because I I don't want to get into like, well, I did this for like 22 days straight, so now I can go on a bender and it'll be okay. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that kind of thinking has gotten me in trouble in the past.
0: Yeah. I understand. Uh, At the same time, having done a lot of the stupid dieting shit, um, sometimes you just got to go like... It's Thanksgiving. Right. I'm turning up, like, doesn't count. Right. It's just one day. Right. Because um, otherwise you drive yourself crazy. Right. And the worst thing, the, the hold yourself, yeah, the, 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 the thing that collapses first is willpower. Yeah. So, at least well, for me.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, I want it to be more about lasting changes than just a, a temporary period of time uh, where a thing happens and then I quickly undo it.
0: Hey, more power to you, bud.
1: So, so like Good I said, luck. I hate drawing attention to it. Mm-hmm. So, I in the past when I did it, I kind of went into uh, hermit or rec- recluse mode. Okay. Which you, was... Do
0: you have a mode that isn't that?
1: Well, I guess it's more oh, reclusive. Jesus. Well, it, it happened when I had been out of work. Oh, yeah. So, I didn't have money to, like, hang out with people anyway. Yeah. Which was okay Like it It all worked together well I gotcha. mean Except for the friendships That I lost I lost friendships And I lost weight Hey But Oh you want to hear This is something yes. That really
0: bugged me At the time So Okay um, After my fiance left me One of the things uh, Like As soon as I walked Into work A, a guy who oh, Found no. out Who left uh, No The first thing he said Stop was,
1: <laughs> Stop
0: the first thing he said, he said, he said, "Hey, dude, you're looking good." And I said, "I was like, thanks." He's like, "Yeah, it looks like you lost about like maybe 140 pounds of ugly weight." Wow. And I was like, "Oh shit!"
1: You know how much my fiance weighed? Who who told that guy that that's that's how you console somebody? <laughs> I, I it was because there <laughs> are a lot of situations that you could do that in that would be equally inappropriate such as such as your mother died yeah <laughs> yes uh, uh rapid weight loss due to chemotherapy yep yeah uh all kinds of things yeah yeah so sorry to interrupt your story go on no no uh <laughs> it's it was a perfectly good story to insert in there um the thing i hate about it the most i think like i said was drawing attention to that yeah and i don't like being difficult so like if i'm hanging out with people and they want to go eat i have to be like oh it has to be a place where i can get something yeah which can be a real pain in the ass and i hate being that person yeah or going over to somebody's house and they're like, oh, we have snacks. And I'm like, I can't eat any of that. I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me while I pull out my hunks of cheese right. from my back. Is it okay if I bite into this brick of cheddar, but also alternate it with bites from this head of cauliflower? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, people are more and more understanding of that these days than they haven't been in the past. I mean, with all the meatless burgers at the... Yeah, and the I guess so. ...and so on and so forth.
1: It just feels to me like I'm putting out spotlights and a neon sign, flashing neon sign that says, look how fat I am.
0: Yeah. No, you're just trying to be healthy, man. Trying to be good
1: for yourself. make cause, Which doesn't make any sense. I don't know why. You don't know why it doesn't make any sense? No, I don't know why... I'd want to be good to myself. It doesn't make sense. I understand. Maybe I'm just tired of replacing wheels on my bicycle. Yeah. It's just a cost-saving measure. Uh to be fair, to be fair at my lightest. Uh-huh.
0: I bent an axle on oh, a bicycle. Oh,
1: okay. So just so you know. All right. Yeah. So um, it's just I was I probably capitalism to blame for poorly made Thanks. And sometimes
0: you just hit a curb bad. Mm. That's life, man. I also... Well, I, this is not going to be bike repair uh, talk. I think we Carl. should
1: just do an episode about our bikes.
0: <laughs> You'd be so bored. Probably. Yeah. So what are our listeners? Um, actually, some of them would be like, cool, Carl's talking about bikes again. Stop talking about
1: how wine. Hi, you are.
0: Carl. Yeah. Nice. Hi, Thank my Thank Carl. So, uh... You know what I thought we talked about this week?
1: You told me that you found something for us to talk about. And I said, that's great because I've got nothing. Yeah. Now, is that true? Yes. It okay, is great. True. Fantastic. So, um,
0: every so often, the Google recommendation engine spits out something that makes me go, wait, oh, yeah, okay, sure. I'll click on that. Let's do it. Um, and this week, uh, because, you know, Psychology Today. Yeah. Yep, uh, popped up in an empty browser window of Chrome uh, as one of the suggestions that I click on, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. So uh, the 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 article I'd like to discuss. Okay. Not necessarily by the article itself, but that's uh, kind of a launching off point. How to prevent imposter syndrome in your child? Mm. Um, I know we've talked about imposter syndrome in the past, especially with uh, our guest Athena. Um, but that was early on, man. That was very early on. That was over. It was almost a year ago.
1: That was, I was going to say before we knew what we were doing, but I don't know that we know what we're doing. Yeah. So
0: it was early on. Back when we brought in people and had other (laughs) perspectives. Um, And what I found interesting about this article, which you can find on the, uh, it was posted on October 23rd of uh, 2019. Okay. um, Is that it kind of delineates uh, perfectionism, which is kind of one of those old diagnoses that they had for certain forms of anxiety back in the 1980s, uh-huh. uh, versus anxiety and imposter syndrome. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. Because um, ultimately, uh, regardless of the causes, uh, one thing is that, you know, this notes is that many perfectionists end up as low performers. They end up choosing less challenging jobs and they can do perfectly, that they can do perfectly instead of, you know, Yeah, reaching higher and 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 failing. Right. Um, Whereas imposter syndrome tends to be uh, occur more in high performers. Mm. Um, As a matter of fact, right here in the opening paragraph, it says it calls the imposter phenomenon the secret suffering of twenty five to thirty percent of high performers, Uh, and you know as having been in in graduate school and talking to people with advanced degrees yeah like this comes up a lot i was like oh what do you know uh so i thought i'd dig down into this a little bit um it's been a while i forget have you ever felt like an imposter uh in something you were trying to achieve in a group uh in a job anything along those lines
1: now I don't know if this is the same thing. Okay, uh, but I guess I constantly don't understand why people like me. Like I don't think I'm a good person.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, people who think they're good people are horrible people.
1: I, yes. Uh, so I don't. I don't know if that counts as imposter syndrome. I guess imp- I'm a friend imposter uh just basically i don't think i'm worthy of anything i think particularly with people yeah yeah, yeah." i don't know why so-and-so says they like me they probably don't um i mean i don't have like a career like it's a job it's not a career so i don't know that i that there's an opportunity there to feel like an imposter you okay. know it's not i guess it's the that first scenario you described uh the less satisfying but more easily done job yeah that you don't fail at well give me a chance i think i can um <laughs> Am I just rambling now?
0: No, no, no. Understandable. So so this talks about um, like how it might develop in children. And one, one thing it talks about, the behavior of hiding failures or even successes that aren't good enough starts to create a feeling of inauthenticity in a person. And uh, when someone is only showing their best and hides everything else, you start to feel like a fraud. Does that resonate? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah yeah, that's definitely this this all resonated with me the idea that um like it always comes down to like uh you hear these you know habits of highly successful people like not being afraid to fail and having like safety nets and shit like that Uh right and like yeah you started you started a business and it failed and you lost millions of dollars but you know hey no big deal. You learn something. Right. Here's another million fucking dollars. Right. You know, that's like, it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't come from like a, uh, a horribly disadvantaged background. I'm fine, but I definitely don't feel like I was given the opportunity to fuck up. Right. As a kid. There wasn't that safety net. I had to prove I was good enough and I was never good enough. Hmm. That was my experience. Yeah. I like to talk shit about my parents a lot. Um, they're Without wonderful people. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, but one thing I always remember is that I really wanted to play the saxophone. Oh, saxophone. Yeah. And basically, I was told that I had to demonstrate a dedication to the saxophone before I was willing. Able a- to able learn to... the saxophone? Yeah. Um, so... I want to learn how to play drums. So my dad pulled out his practice pad <laughs> and a pair of his shitty old drumsticks and gave me the book he learned how to play drums on when he was, <laughs> you know, my age uh-huh. and was like, well, here, check this out. And i uh, okay. And I did some paradiddles and whatever, but like... You know, yeah. And I've got a friend um, who, any time he had, you know, his very musical family. His dad, yeah, was, yeah. Um, any he showed any interest, am I repeating myself? No, go ahead. Any interest in any instrument, his dad gave him his own one. Wow. Now, granted, he was a. Yeah, he was a a, a lawyer and a ju- eventually a judge. Right. So he had some money. But like, right. you know, he showed some interest in the ukulele. I mean, the guy has a stand up bass, he's electric bass. He's you know, we played string instruments together in bands, uh, you know, in high school. That was when I was in Merciful Misery in oh, uh, high school. God. we we practiced
1: three times. Uh what was that music like? Horrible. Okay. Mostly uh, What did you want that music to be like? Nirvana. Okay, because it was 1994.
0: Oh, all right, yeah. yeah. Uh, pre-ska. this is <laughs> junior high. Sorry, this <laughs> wasn't even high school. <laughs> anyway, so super definitely grunge. Um, so and and for me it was you know like I had to so I took guitar lessons for a year and a half on my mom's classical guitar. Uh huh. Before I got a used uh acoustic guitar of my own Mm -hmm. for a year and a half yeah now okay not everybody has money i totally understand but like that was always part of it is that like i had to do i had to before yeah you know what i mean yeah maybe i'm a whiner i don't know no that's not you but (laughs) like yeah and so i do that to myself still i go i don't deserve the thing that will I will enjoy because I haven't worked or suffered enough or I'm not yeah. good enough yet to actually have the thing. Yeah. You know? And I'm in, 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 in and I always feel guilty when I go around and I finally like, Nope, I'm gonna buy it and I get drunk enough and I pull out my credit card <laughs> and it's two AM on the internet and I order the thing and then three <laughs> weeks later I'm like, Well now I have it. That's cool. Now I'm guilty. And I have to pay this credit card. Off. Yeah. So, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I really, yeah, like, I think it just turns around to the fact that like, I, if you're not willing to accept mistakes of yourself, then you're never going to learn anything or get better. And you're going to feel like everybody around you is successful and you're failing all the time.
1: Well, like, I'm not going to get better, Carl, Mm -hmm. because it's not
0: possible. Well, that's a more extreme example, <laughs> but certainly an aspect. So there's of talking no about.
1: point in trying because I'm already at my apex, which is not something to be proud of. Yeah, because this apex is down there. Yeah. Um. The other thing this kind of made me think about
0: uh, this article was. Uh, I don't want to talk out of school about some shit that the the, the doctor chef is going through. Oh, but um, she does. Good deal news, a
1: lot she doesn't listen to the
0: podcast. But um, like, yeah. So one thing she deals with is that uh, she's a woman in uh, in a medical school um working with executives and uh type a's and a lot of it is you know they talk down to women they exclude them in conversations uh-huh. they assume they're gonna take notes uh-huh. you know they're and gonna get the coffee
1: and sandwiches yeah
0: and she got she moved up the ranks in administration at the med school um worked her ass off and part of it was administrative tasks um, I mean, she ran research for the dean of the College of Medicine, um, and that's an administrative role, but dem- it was more demonstrating that she could run a program yeah. at that level. Yeah. So now she has a degree, mm-hmm. and her boss has to tell her, stop taking notes at the meeting. You only are allowed to take notes for yourself. If someone asks you for those notes, you say, Take your own damn notes. <laughs> and, like, a, and, and, uh, it's fascinating to see how, like, you know, a very accomplished person, um, can still suffer through this stuff, even when they've got good mentors to, to direct yeah. them. Because, I mean, shit, man. Right. We're not young. These are hard habits to break. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, uh, yeah, try to be forgiving. And of my parents for having done that to me at this point. Because I figured it out, right? I can fix it. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, the whole imposter thing is tied more to anxiety than it is to, like, depression, perfectionism, I guess. Blah, blah, blah articles. So if you want to know, if you're a parent, listeners, Mm -hmm. and you want to know how to prevent imposter syndrome in your children. Yeah. Step one. Step one. Don't have children. Don't have children. Step two. Do whatever you want. (laughs) If you have children, Uh, read this article. It probably won't help.
1: Wow, Carl, you (laughs) broke that down into two easy steps. Two easy steps. I don't think anybody could do that as well as you just did. Uh, I don't think anybody looked at that article and said, oh, I could break this down in fewer than five steps. You did it in two.
0: Well, this listicle, amazing. this listicle culture we're in, Yeah. it really is trying to make things into more steps yeah. so you can get your word count up yeah. and fit more ads in between your steps.
1: Yeah. Like, why don't we just make a list instead of a listicle of listicles? You know?
0: You know? I think you're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool.
0: Any other imposter
1: thoughts? Um. No, just I think reiteration of Uh, I guess my imposter syndrome is mostly in interpersonal relationships. And anytime I have any kind of interpersonal relationship that I guess isn't long lasting or last until I'm dead. uh, My immediate thought is, well, they finally wised up and realized (laughs) what a sack of shit I am. Yeah. Cue that sad sound.
0: Wah, wah. Thank you. Cool. Uh-huh. All right. Well, uh, on that theme.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Here we have. Yes. A little thing called. Uh-huh. Affirmations to combat imposter syndrome.
1: Do you want to read your outro? Isn't there...
0: Well, yeah, we spend we end each episode sharing an affirmation or some other BS submitted via social media by our listeners or Googled by one of the podcasters in the room. This week's affirmation was Googled by me while Catfish was talking. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what uh, do you got, buddy? Uh, I've got an article entitled "Affirmations to Combat Imposter Syndrome." So you have another article. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and so far. It doesn't actually look like any affirmations. There's any affirmations on here. Um, it's literally titled. It says "31 Affirmations to com- Combat Imposter Syndrome," and I click on it, and it's just an image that says "31 Affirmations <laughs> to Combat
1: <laughs> Imposter Syndrome." So I think this blogger this is, is an imposter. Peak <laughs> internet. Um, wow. Mm. What's the point in dreaming if it only leads to sorrow and disappointment? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This blogger is speaking to me. Wow, this is weird.
0: Oh, well. Well, that's all I got.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what uh God, who submitted that garbage? This guy right here.
0: All right, here we uh, go. All right, I've got...
1: Oh, you found one? I've got... This website uses cookies.
0: Oh, no. All right. Um, so here we go. Here are five steps to dealing with imposter syndrome. First off, give it a name. Like? Imposter syndrome. So it, has, it already had a name, so you don't have to give it a name. Well, what, I think you give the feeling you're having a name. Okay. Give the, your inner critic a name. And talk to them as if it's a separate person. So yeah, like your shut up thing. Stop. Stop, okay. Or sometimes shut the fuck up. Yeah. So then the next one, create a mantra. Here's a few mantras you can try, Catfish. Okay. Great things never come from
1: comfort zones. Oh my God, that is... It's kind of alliterative. It's, it's ringing a bell. I feel like there was something very similar that I had to make a note of sometime to, to bring up on the show and never did.
0: Uh, I don't know where. It's okay. Uh, failure is not fatal.
1: Oh. Okay. Also, I mean, it I, could be.
0: Also, I'm meant to be here
1: what is what does that mean it's a mantra it doesn't mean anything i'm meant to be here i'm meant to be
0: here where's where's the here where you are where you're feeling an imposter as an it feeling as if you were impostering oh have you ever seen the movie imposters with stanley tucci and um uh is it oliver
1: platt I don't know because I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because that's something we should do. Because it's a really good movie. Okay. Uh,
0: step three, celebrate yourself. Um, it may seem a little egocentric to keep a running list of achievements, but it can be a powerful tool for those days when self-doubt puts you in a chokehold. Um, Asks for support. Uh for instance, you could post on your Facebook wall, what do I do well? And
1: see what people have to say. I'm, hold on. I'm going to do this right now. Yes. All right. Do it. Uh, that'll, me... that'll divulge to people when this episode was recorded. Don't worry. None of our friends <laughs> listen. That's true.
0: And then finally, uh, be okay with good enough. No, that is that is something that comes back a lot, that um, good enough is fine. You don't have to be great. And then, of course, you come back with like, no, if it's not good enough, good enough isn't good, good enough. Good enough. Yeah.
1: Now, this is, I feel like this, this because it did uh, strike a chord of... Uh, Memory? Yes, that this is something, I mean, I know we've talked about it, but I feel like it's something that's come up uh, for me in therapy oh, a number of times. yeah. Um, and what you had said, now I can't even remember what you said, but... Be comfortable um, in comforting the comfortness. No. Uh, Great things earlier, never come from stop comfort Stop interrupting zones. me. Um, Are you uncomfortable? It was something my therapist brought up, but it wasn't like advice to me from him. It was more like we were talking about things and he's like, oh, that reminds me of this thing I saw. And and so I don't know what the connection was to him, but it was like a poster, and the poster said something like, um, life begins once you step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. And my immediate response was, oh, no, I've never lived. <laughs>
0: I thought you were gonna say, fuck you, I've never been comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, be comfortable
1: when I'm dead. <laughs> maybe. Probably not, though. Probably not. Yeah. So uh what I feel like we did a terrible episode. And I feel like An imposter. Why It doesn't even feel like an imposter. It just feels like why am I so bad at this? Why? Why did you let me come to your house and talk at this thing? I'm letting you do this? Yes. Oh. I feel like, I mean, you're inviting me. I, I guess don't understand I why. I guess
0: I could start locking the door and then you couldn't come in.
1: I guess I could just ring the bell instead of just barging in. No. No? I
0: don't, we, I'll, I'll take out the bell if you start doing that.
1: Number one, I don't know if you even have a bell. You can ring my
0: bell. Oh, God. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can follow us on social media at StopHatingCast on Instagram and the tweets and stop hating yourself on Facebook. Send your hate mail to StopHatingCast at gmail.com and submit your favorite, most reviled affirmations to any of those accounts, plus any other random affirming BS.
1: right? Or just whatever. Yeah. Send us
0: stuff. And check out our website. Let us know you're listening. Stophatredofcasting.com. Thanks for all your support of our Movember campaigns. Uh, Stick around for the social medias for way too much tent on that. And uh, you know what, dude? What? I think this episode was good enough. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Bye.